Introducing the new way to play Daily Fantasy with Jock Market, Jock MKT. If you're looking for it on the uh, the iTunes App Store or in Android formats, it's where Daily Fantasy Sports becomes a stock exchange. Buy and sell shares of players with other users in real time. Make money every hour, every minute, every second of every game. Daily contests are live for NBA and PGA, and the NFL kicks off right now in week one. Take control of your fantasy sports experience and download Jock Market now in the App Store. Android coming soon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Thursday. The 10th of September, when we're recording this at least, you might be listening to this some other day, but it's week one, we're amped, let's get excited, we're fired up, football's here, we got a game tonight, let's go! I'm here with Eric Moody! Hey, what's going on, Nando? You doing oh, hey, good? Man, how are you? you sound yeah, really hyped up. Good, man. You're really caffeinated today, huh? No caffeine for me. Really? Water. Okay. Water. All right, well, I'm fully caffeinated, you may not be able to tell, but I just drink coffee 24-7, but you know, I am, I'm, I am excited, you know, football... Is taking place uh, this evening and throughout the weekend. NFL Sunday tickets ready to go, so my son and I will be literally camped out on the couch. Nice, and uh, probably equally as caffeinated and hyped, although you may not hear it in his voice. Jaggy Jaggy Seely <laughs> in my voice after all that, and then <laughs> Eric comes in. Hey, no, no, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I don't do caffeine in the morning. Everybody's always shocked by that. When do you do it? Mm, one or two times throughout the day. I just have giant water next to me. I do water in the morning. Nice. All right. Thanks for that story, Jake. Let's go. Let me tell you, they must make you pee if you got a giant water, right? Pee pretty early. Uh, yeah, but it's not like I'm downing it all at once. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go. <laughs> so here's the show today. Uh, we're going to have some fun. Uh, we're going to do some, it's, it's basically a crystal ball predictions for week one. We're going to record the predictions and hold everyone accountable next week. So uh, I got 13 of them. I don't really have a name for this yet. I, the crystal ball sounds kind of corny. Um, but anyway, we're going to take these and put them in a figurative metal container and dig a hole 10 feet into the ground, drop it in there, bury it, plant a tree, come back next week, open it up, and do it all over again. I think. And people like it. Let us know if you like it. If you don't, <laughs> we might do it anyway and ignore you. But probably not, because we're all about the people here. Um, one very important note, by the way, if you're checking us out on iTunes, Spotify, wherever, um, The Athletic is... So first of all, we've got a million subscribers, which is awesome. We celebrated that with a deal. Go to theathletic.com slash fantasyfootballpod, and you can get The Athletic for a dollar a month. Uh, so really no way to kind of mess that one up. It's not just fantasy. <laughs> it's, it's whatever. It's fantasy. It's Ken Rosenthal. It's Jay Glazer. It's everything. Uh, so theathletic.com slash fantasyfootballpod, $1 per month. Let's jump into it, Jake. Are you ready? Yes. Emery, are you ready? Or Emery, sorry. <laughs> wow. Moody, are you ready? No, my lead was Emery. Emery Hunt's been talking about this guy. Number one is the guy Emery's been talking about. I just skipped a sentence. Uh-huh. Moody, are you ready? I am ready. Emery Hunt's been talking about this guy forever. And it's like, it's three years in a row now. This will be the third, I'm, I'm believing. Number one, Patrick Mahomes said he was going to go nuts. He was right. Number two, Lamar Jackson said he was going to go nuts. He was right. Number three, this year, Dwayne Haskins. He says he's going to go nuts, and he's been saying it basically every week, every time you give him a chance to say it. I believe so much in Emory Hunt that I went out and I bought Dwayne. Like, I'm not a card buyer, and especially not like a PSA 10 or 9 card buyer, and I got myself educated and bought some Dwayne Haskins rookie cards because I assume his stock is never going to be lower, and I assume Emory Hunt's going to be right again. So here's what I want to know from Jake and Moody. Dwayne Haskins passing yards over under – 275.5 in week one. Moody, I'll go with you first. Yeah, I'm, I'm very high on uh, Dwayne Haskins. I know we've had conversations about him on uh, Nando. I know Emery's been uh, been talking him up as well. So I'm actually going to go with the uh, with the under uh, on this. You know, I believe no, he's going to have... I did not expect that. With, with that preamble, I did not expect that answer. Yeah, I know. I'm full of, I'm full of curveballs. But, uh, you know, kind of based on, you know, my projections, uh, like I have him... I would say around that range of like 235 to 255, you know, as far right. as uh, passing yards. I just, considering the matchup, I just see them leaning very heavily on Antonio Gibson and the other running backs. But, you know, he does have a you know, great receiving core, criminally underrated. But I'm going to go with the under on this one. 
uh, Eric, you, you mentioned your projections. Are you putting them? Are this like I know you're doing stuff at four for four, um, a couple other places. Are you putting your projections out there, or is these just like the private the private stock? Yeah, refer to. Yeah, for right now they're just the the private stock. You know that I, I refer to. I, I do have um, rankings on you know the fantasy pros, the, the accuracy competition, uh, and they can be viewed like at fantasy data. But yeah, as far as the projections and things, just you know, kind of on a Google sheet. Nice, nice. Uh, Jakey, Jakey, you've also kind of, I don't know if you jumped on the Dwayne Haskins train uh, with Emery or maybe like me because of Emery or maybe it's a little bit of both. 275.5 this week. What do you think for passing yards? Uh, first of all, you should know this since, you know, you and Brandon edit my stuff and jump on a train. This was before the draft when he was drafted last <laughs> Jake, year. I'm just messing with you, man. I'm trying to rile you up. <laughs> I know. So for uh, I will say one thing. I, I will take the under, and it's not because of Dwayne Haskins. It's specifically because of this matchup, and it actually has to do with a lot. With, I think people are going to overlook this year that they already overlooked last year that the football's front seven is better than people realize because their secondary is so poor. And what it does, depending on the matchup, can actually grind the game down a little bit because they can get pressure, because they can slow it down. And the Eagles have had injuries across their offensive line. They had to bring back Jason Peters, who's now back at left tackle, despite they didn't even want him there in the first place. And Miles Sanders doesn't sound like he's 100%, but he'll be out there. It just feels like, you know, if you told me the, that the footballs were going up against the Saints— I'd say the over, but I'm legitimately concerned that this might just be a 20 to 17 game and lower scoring than people expected. So it's not so much Haskins as it is this game is a flow. Okay, so let's move on to the number two here then. Bryce loves total yards. I got an over under 45.5. Eric Moody, take this one and then tell me at the same time, if if you wanted the over on the Haskins over under 275.5 and you wanted the over on the Bryce Love 45.5, can they peacefully coexist? This is like a tough one. Yeah, I would say like with Bryce Love. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the uh, take the under uh, on this one. Right. I just don't see him getting as many like opportunities, you know, as he needs. You know, I, I really see him kind of uh, being part of that committee as more of a, like a change of pace, you know, option. But I think the high percentage of the touches are going to Antonio Gibson, and then unfortunately uh, JT McKissick, who just continues to just be in the league. I, I don't know how, but he just continues to pop up. But uh, yeah, I'll take the under on that one. Jiggy, jiggy. I'll, I'll take the over in week five, but not week one. <laughs> it's going to take some time. Like McKissick's going to get kicked aside. Peyton Barber, I don't know why we're doing this thing, but you know, everybody, I, he must be the best locker room presence in the world that every team talks him up when he gets there and everybody loves him. And then we just watch him underperform. So I don't understand what's going on with Peyton Barber, but there's just too many pieces for week one for now. But once he gets back to 100%, and they said they're going to bring him along and get him back to 100%, but once he is, I think you're looking at that guy that was at Stanford we knew before his knee blew up, and even if he's 90 95% of that, I think he'll be in a timeshare just with Antonio Gibson by that point. So you don't think he's going to get like 20 rushing yards and 25 receiving yards, 12, 26 receiving yards? No, nah, I just don't think he's going to get used that much. One thing, too, is he's he's more of get the ball in his hands and let him do stuff after the catch, kind of like Leonard Fournette than he is like a route runner. Uh, you like Remember who he replaced in college? He replaced Christian McCaffrey, and then – didn't get a lot of passes. So it's not like it was a completely different offense. There were some different pieces, but they didn't use him a ton in the passing game. And it's one thing, like, nobody's Christian McCaffrey, but it's like you would expect at least some, and they didn't use him a whole lot. So that just kind of tells you that, like, again, he's a decent receiver to get the ball in his hands as a dump-off guy, but he's not really going to be running around. So that's why, again, that's what McKissick is. That's McKissick right now is the guy. He'll get kicked aside eventually, but it's just not for week one. Fair enough. Are you guys, you know, maybe I should have changed this to J.D. McKissick over under, and this isn't official, so feel free, no pressure. <laughs> it's not going into the vault. But uh, J.D. McKissick over under 65.5 total yards, Moody. Uh, I'm taking I'm taking the under on that one. Yeah, this, <laughs> this backfield is going to be all about Antonio Antonio Gibson. I'm like, McKissick will play, you know, play a role, but if you just look at, you know, his per-game average and his statistical body of work, I just don't see that happening. Why'd you have to go higher, Nando? I was gonna say I thought you were just gonna give him Bryce Love's forty-five-five, and then I'll because well, you guys over. both you guys both mentioned McKissick as kind of like a, a, a roadblock to Bryce Love getting. Yeah, but the play do you realize deserves. how many players don't even get sixty-five yards a week? Yeah, but I mean McKissick's. I mean, look, McKissick to me seems almost the same as Bryce Love in that he can run and he can catch. 
Um, no. and you know who and loved paint, bar- paint Barber's still there, too. This is too many pieces. Give me the 45. I'll take the over. I mean, that's not going to help anybody, though. But I guess the Bryce Love I mean, Love you, you wanted to give it to Bryce Love. Yeah, but that's different. Well, if McKissick's 45 yards are all receiving yards and there's three catches for 45, that's going to help a lot of people, honestly. That's, that's seven true. and Actually, a half points. Right, and, and there you go. That was silly of me to suggest otherwise. <laughs> uh, how about this? If J.D. McKissick – oh, actually, no, wait. You know what? That's a question coming up later. I think I do. I got a J.D. McKissick in the second half of the show, assuming we get to it. I've got a bunch <laughs> of uh, kind of scenarios that I want to give you to. Um, you know, kind of like if this happens, will this continue? And I can't remember if I wrote in here. Maybe I didn't, but I'm going to read it anyway uh, out of my head. If J.D. McKissick has like 112 total yards and a touchdown, is he the guy that you go for week one waiver wire? And just like he's like, is that it? Are you like, okay, I guess I was kind of wrong. I guess this might, this isn't a Bishop Sankey situation with these rookies, but it looks like J.D. McKissick is the guy. And I should have read the tea leaves earlier. And J.D. McKissick's going to be the starting running back who has no. a lot of fantasy value. No. <laughs> I agree with Jake uh, on that. No. <laughs> All right, screw yeah, you. Guys, you, man. you, you, you just can't, can't do that. It's, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I, I lean more towards like the, going with the more talented like running back and i'm like if you just had all of them like on the field and you're just watching them do drills and run plays you know you have to go with the most talented guy and i really find it hard to believe that antonio gibson would not be that guy i'm like peyton barber i'm like man i I won't even get started on him but it's like yeah yeah antonio gibson's the guy Anyway, I digress. <laughs> you you like the fun storylines, Nando. So it was like J.D. McKissick on the roster over under by week three. <laughs> well, all I'm saying is, and, and this is going to sound weird, and I put it, we got a round table that's out today, by the way, and I put it in the round table, and it was, McKissick's name has popped up in places where it's like, it, it just historically, when I've seen these, and I can't pinpoint these places, but historically when I've seen a guy's name pop up in these places, coach mentions him here, uh, beat writer says something about him here, Someone mentions how great he looks. You know, he's suddenly the number one on the depth chart. Um, it just seems like that those pieces of the puzzle came together, and that's the universe telling us J.D. McKissick's going to be the man here. And that's no. all. I could be wrong. No. And it's it's like a it's a very esoteric, weird thing, but I just <clears throat> it kind of lines. It reminds me of something. How about that? It's almost like deja vu. Okay. All right. No. All right. Fine. <laughs> Eric Moody, A.J. Green receiving yards over under 62.5-er. Yeah, if you look at A.J. Green here, I am taking the over on this one. Now, I know what everyone's thinking. You know, A.J. Green, he's missed 23 out of the last 32 games, like, with injuries. But I just still— That was in your column. That was in your column today, by the way. Excellent column. Oh, yeah. No, thank you. Appreciate that. Everyone yeah. read that, you know, if you're uh, on the athletic. So, uh, it... 16 week one breakout wide receivers. It's really good. Yeah, so going back to, going back to Green, it's— um, there, there are some obviously some concerns, you know, with his with his training camp, you know, how active he's been. But, you know, you're looking at a guy that has averaged a little over 80 receiving yards uh, per game and nine targets. And even with Joe Burrow there, I just don't see them moving, moving away, you know, from green. So I do believe he'll uh, exceed that number you mentioned, Nando, with the 62.5 receiving yards. All right. Finally got an over out of you two, man. Jakey, Jakey. <laughs> Yeah, and we're going to finally have a disagreement. I'm going under. Over for Tyler Boyd, not for A.J. Green. All right, well, that was very succinct. I thought you were going to keep going. Okay, moving on to Tom Brady. Uh, Tom Brady's going to be very interesting, I think, this entire year, especially in the way, like, is this – are they going to build their offense around Tom Brady? Was the Patriots – all those checkdowns and the slot work, was that a Tom Brady thing? Was that a Josh McDaniels thing? Anyway, Tom Brady passing touchdowns this week. Over under 2.5, Eric Moody. Yeah, I'm taking the uh, the under on this one for a couple of reasons. Uh, you look at the matchup, uh, you know, against the Saints, you know, very, you know, stout defense, especially looking at their uh, their front seven. And so one way to rattle, you know, the Tom Brady's of the world, you know, the Drew Brees's, uh, Peyton Manning's is really with pressure uh, up the middle. Uh, you know, Brady's a veteran, you know, the GOAT, whatever you want to call him. So he can manipulate the pocket, but it's very hard to manipulate the pocket especially at his age where you've got pressure coming up the middle. And then even if you look back like at Brady, like over the last um, four seasons, I'm like, he's only average, you know, like two passing touchdowns uh, per game. So bringing all that together, that's why I'm taking the under here. All right, Jakey, Jakey. Mm, I'll take the over whether or not Mike Evans plays. I think that uh, Tom Brady is on a mission this year. And so is Bill Belichick. They're trying to prove each other that they were the better version of each other and they didn't have to need the other person to do it. So 
I think Tom Brady's just going to be passing this entire season, honestly, especially because this backfield is not set yet with Leonard Fournette. I think that Leonard Fournette's going to be a little bit behind to start for week one. You made a nice rhyme there, Jakey. Not set yet with Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Poet and didn't know it. There yeah. you go. There you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's let's stick with uh, Tampa Bay. And So here there are a couple things. I hadn't considered O.J. Howard much at all based on what happened last year and then uh, you know Rob Gronkowski being there. But two things. Shiel Kapadia, when he wrote uh, his, his tiers, had O.J. Howard in one of his tiers and didn't have Rob Gronkowski, which to me was like – I wouldn't even have put a, a Tampa Bay tight end anywhere in any of these tiers. It was a top 150. But also, like, why Orgy Howard not Rob? I even told him, like, comments is probably going to come on you for that one, like, pretty hard. He's like, that's all right. I got reasons. And then Renee, when we asked who the week one waiver wire darling is going to be, Renee Miller answered in the roundtable, OJ Howard. And so now, like, you know, again, I feel like the universe is trying to tell me something. Maybe Rob Gronkowski's a decoy, or maybe he gets hurt or something, and maybe OJ Howard, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but I feel compelled to ask. O.J. Howard receiving yards over under 23.5. Eric Moody. Yeah, I'm going to take the uh, the over uh, on this one. Uh, right. Yeah, I, I do see Howard being, you know, criminally underrated. He burned a lot of people uh, last season, especially when you look at his average draft position. But with uh, Brady under center, you know, the Bruce Arians offense, you know, you do have Rob Gronkowski back. But at his at his age and then even with being off a year, you know, he's not going to be – playing like a, a high number of snaps. So I do see them using, you know, a high number of tight end sets. So I do see Howard getting more usage than many people think. And he's really dirt cheap, like in drafts or would be readily available on the waiver, uh, waiver wire, you know, to go into week two. So, uh, Eric, are you, are you thinking like, what if I would have said uh, 45.5? Yeah, I would have taken like the, uh, the under on that one. Yeah, okay. I would have taken like the under, uh, but I, I could easily. All right, so it's not like an 80-yard O.J. Howard game that we're expecting, but just something better than last year. I yeah, yeah it'll be slightly better. I'm like, you'll have some uh, some up-and-down uh, games. Like, I'm just really curious to see what this offense like looks like, and that's unfortunately one effect of not having like a preseason, so I'm really excited to uh, to watch that game. But, yeah, if it was yeah, you know the number right. that you mentioned, I would have to kind of take slightly the, the under on that one. But as far as 23.5 yards, over. Okay, so, so we can call that something. Uh, Jakey, Jakey? All right, so if Mike Evans doesn't play, I'll take the over. Otherwise, I'm taking the under, and I'm taking the under on the 23.5 because here's why. As What do we know about Rob Gronkowski when he's on the field? He's going to be used in the passing game. What do we know about O.J. Howard when Cameron Brait, and they were both on the field, he was used as a blocker. I don't see O.J. Howard being stopped being used as a blocker, and that's the thing. Like, Cameron Brait's still there. Cameron Brait hasn't gone away. So I'm saying under because I just don't think he's going to be running routes enough. All right, but if, so if Mike Evans plays, we're going under. Yep. So that's kind of the, the – I put that point there because I wanted, like, is O.J. Howard going to be useless or is he going to show something that's maybe tantalizing enough for you to be like, oh, O.J. Howard. That's that's no. kind of that's kind of what I was thinking with that number, you know. And that's certainly fair, but again, I just go back to too many options, three options there. Two of them don't block as well as OJ Howard does. Gronkowski used to, but not anymore. And even if he did, even if he still was as good as a blocker as OJ Howard, they didn't sign Gronkowski to come in and block when he gets the snaps. He's going to run routes. All right, week one. Who's going to be Jacksonville's leading rusher? Moody. Man, this is like the magic question. I'm going to go with uh, go with James Robinson on this one. Jakey, Jakey. Not a magic question. This is easy. Is it? Zigbo just got put on the IR. It's James Robinson. And it was probably James Robinson before Zigbo got put on the IR. You don't think it'll be Chris Thompson? No. Right. Leading fantasy points, I think it'll be Chris Thompson, but not leading rusher. You know, so does, I mean, did Chris Thompson not get a fair shake in Washington? Like, can, can he run? And they just use him in the past? Is it like use him like Theo Riddick? Uh, he's no, he's a solid runner, but he's not somebody that can handle that kind of pounding between the game and all. Yeah, I mean, look, they even talked him up. If, if people missed that three weeks ago or something, there was a report in camp that like, oh, he looks good in the goal line package. It's like he's better than people think, but he's not where Austin Eckler <laughs> has everything. Like he could handle 20 touches a game. You're going to get Chris Thompson hurt if you try to do that. So yeah, that's why I say he's going to lead in fancy points. And if he did, you know what? Philip Lindsay's a good comparison. A thousand rushing yards and getting some carries inside the five yard line and seven rushing touchdowns. I, it would shock me that that actually happened, but I don't think as like a player it would shock me that that happened, if that makes sense. But you still like James Robinson better 
week one and rest of season, because, I assume? Because he's a three-down talent versus Chris Thompson. You, like I said, you want to keep him there or you're probably going to get him hurt. Moody, if he's so good, why was he a UDFA? Because he was hurt. I mean, oh, <laughs> yeah, but still. No, I mean, but he was. He all was right. hurt. I know. People get hurt and drafted all the time. Oh, yeah. you're talking about James Robinson? I yeah, thought you were talking was... about Chris Thompson. No, no, oh, okay. James Robinson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's just... And that's that's one of these things. It's like you look at you look at you know draft capital and you know where you know where people. I, I guess the, what I'm trying to say is that there's always like there's always diamonds you know diamonds in the rough, you know so to speak. Right. And I'm we're not no we're not saying he's a top yeah. 15 running back in the NFL. I know, Jake. I'm just I'm just I'm pushing buttons, man. That's what I'm here to do. <laughs> that's what I'm told to do. Push the buttons. <laughs> All right. Who will Detroit's leading rusher be? Eric Moody. Detroit's leading rusher. And we're talking about just for week, week one. one, right? Yeah, this is just a week one uh, bury in the ground, come back and get it next okay. week. Why don't you alternate who gets to go first? Oh, okay, Jake. Let's change the rules of the podcast. I'm just curious. Why does Moody get to go first every single time? I'm just asking. Do you feel like you're worried that people are going to think you copied his answer? No, but it would get, you know, put him on the edge of having to think more than I have to always, you know potentially have some fun and go counter just to argue i tell you what let moody answer this one first and then eight to 13 you can answer first jake is that if that's if that's okay with you sir yeah sure all right you sure i mean we could start you could go first here if you'd like no go ahead Moody. let's go i'm just sitting there back here like observing the uh observing the banner here but as far as uh the (laughs) jump in moody you're part of chuckling here for another 16 weeks looking at leading rusher right leading rusher you know, for the uh, Detroit Detroit Lions, you know, it, it kind of pains me to say it. You know, for Week One, but I'm going to go with Adrian Peterson. <laughs> yeah, like it, it really pains me to to say it. You know, just given I love DeAndre Swift and what he brings to the table, and he was in a very good position. You know, before you know, you know, Bevel wanted to uh, you know get reunited with AP, but yeah, I'm fortunate I'll have to go with Peterson here. Jakey, Jakey, Adrian Peterson. Oh, that's next. very authoritatively. <laughs> next. <laughs> well, next. All right. Well, hold on now, Jake. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Well, it's not really a break. i got to read some uh, some ads from our, our – by the way, sponsor list is growing. People want a piece of Jakey and Moody. Uh, and then we'll come back. we got six more questions to go. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully we get to the rest of this stuff because it's pretty good and well thought out, I thought. But we'll see. Um, so, so Jake gets to go first when we come back. Okay, everybody? Just we got the rules. <laughs> Everyone knows. Uh, let's talk Manscaped. Shout out to Manscaped. Fantasy football draft season is upon us. Due to quarantine, it's very possible that you might have Zeke's haircut in your pants. That's why our partners at Manscaped have partnered with us to make sure you don't gamble on shaving the same way. Like to gamble. Wait. They've partnered with us to make sure you don't gamble on shaving the same way you like to gamble on football. I'm sorry, I should have put a comment in there uh, when I was reading this the first time to know where to pause. Anyway, so Manscaped, if you've been listening to the show and you've been listening to this whole show and on Tuesdays with Emery, you'll know um, it's as good and safe as Christian McCaffrey in a PPR league. They got the Lawnmower 3.0, which is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. It's got a ceramic blade, skin safe technology. Your nicks and snags will be reduced. Um, we talked about this before. The Perfect Package 3.0 it comes with a new and improved lawnmower. You get the, you get the performance boxer briefs and a travel bag for you to use when you're done quarantining. Some other liquid formulations like the Crop Preserver and the Crop Reviver, which is a spray-on toner made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts. I know what's going on. They changed the wording here. Yeah, that's why I'm messing up. Anyway, for a limited time, subscribers get not one but two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value add, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs, Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. Get 20% off free shipping with THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code THEATHLETIC20. It's time to boost your hygiene with the absolute besties with Manscaped. And now on top of Manscaped, we've got Roman jumping on the show. So shout out to Roman for, uh, for appreciating, I guess, the beauty of fantasy football, the beauty of Jake Seeley, the beauty of Eric Moody. Let's get into Roman. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. That was, that was my Canadian sorry. Sorry. 
But with Roman, it's easy to talk about it. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. An actual healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication's appropriate, Roman will ship to you free, two-day shipping, all discreet, straightforward, and simple. It's very easy to get started. Just go to GetRoman.com slash FantasyFootball and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash FantasyFootball today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash FantasyFootball. GetRoman.com slash FantasyFootball. Okay, we're back. Uh, this is the part of the show where Jake gets to go first. So, uh, Jakey Jakey, are you ready? Mm, yeah. There's a lot of moody. Are you okay giving up the going no, first? No, I'm good with that. I just want to make sure. Sometimes Jake can get a little power hungry. <laughs> the beast. Jakey Jakey, who's going to be Tampa Bay's leading rusher? I defer to Moody. <laughs> you know what? I feel like you set that up just so you could make that joke. <laughs> You smug bastard. No, I only did because you pointed out that I was going first only about seven times. So, Well, I mean, you could have just sent me a little note in Zoom and been like, hey, man, I want to go first. Uh, so I'm Jake. I'll, for week one, yeah. I'll take I'll still go Ronald Jones, uh, mostly because even when this thing is all settled and Leonard Fournette is comfortable, I do think he's going to be used more in the passing game than Ronald Jones will be. But I don't think Ronald Jones is completely going away. Just like I, I, I think we mentioned this on another show, maybe with Beller and Funston on the ranking show. But this just feels like what it was last year with Tampa Bay. One week it was Barber, next week it was Dario Gumali, and like next week it was just always somebody else. Ronald Jones was mixed in there last year too. It's just what does what does Arians have to do? To tell us, well, oh, he actually has millions of times told us one thing, did another, did another, did another. He's never truthful about his running backs. Well, that's actually very true. Okay, exactly. but I mean that's part of the game, right? If you say it out loud, other coaches are going to know what's happening. Well, I, I tweeted that. that. I don't. I'm sure you didn't because you're not on Twitter a lot. But I tweeted that out like the end of last week. Now I know I said breaking news: coach doesn't give away his entire game plan, rotation, and planned usage for players. Yeah. Like, well, what a surprise that, like, you know, like the, all the, the depth charts and the McKissick at the top of the depth chart and all these other ones, Gasicki's listed behind. Uh, what's Darren Smythe? Like, get at the What a surprise. Shock, shocker. People aren't going to tell you what they're going to do. Uh, are you guys watching Ted Lasso? No. By any chance? No. I don't have Apple TV. Oh, it's so good. Uh, Moody, you were in locker room. You played football, man. Like, what's, what's your coaching uh, experience like? Like, was the coach like, hey, I'm going to say something to the reporters, but then for real, this is what we're going to do. Or is it like, is it that much of a plan or is he come back and he's like, uh, all right, we're just going to, I mean, it's, it's game flow. We're going to change it as we go along and see what happens. Yeah. I'm like, you, you always have like your, your different plays, you know, that, that we would run, you know, whenever I was in, in college and you would just kind of a, a adapt, like you said, based on game flow, but it wasn't anything like in the media where they were, you know, outright saying, well, here's what we're going to do. And this guy's going to get this amount of touches and yeah, we're really going to run the rock. Uh, but since, you know, the college that I went to when I played, I'm like, we ran like the veer and the option. People kind of already knew it was coming, but yeah, it's just, you just kind of adapt. You just do what you need to do to try to win the game. But I mean, if the, I mean, if you're talking about, well, I guess you'd be professional, but like if you're talking about Ronald Jones versus Leonard Fournette versus someone else. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you were an offensive lineman. You've got, I mean, you've got different styles coming in, right? Do you not change your style for the running back? Or is the running back just kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to do whatever you guys are like, make me a hole and I'm going. Tell me where it is. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I know we were talking about that weeks ago. It's, yeah. um, you, you still want to execute, you know, your assignment, you know, and, and do your job, you know, so to speak. It's just kind of little nuances for where, you know, if you've got a running back that's back there, that's a little bit more, like a little bit more patient, you know, tries to imitate like Le'Veon Bell or someone that's like that. And you just, you realize that, okay, I'm going to need to kind of hold this block like a, like a little bit longer uh, where you have some that just kind of hit the hole and, and they just go. Uh, so it just depends on the back. But um, so I was about to say something. I lost my train of thought. Probably need more no, caffeine. I blame Jake. If you went first, that wouldn't have happened. 
<laughs> no, but it's it's just to, to fully answer your question though, Nando, it's not going to change like my assignment on the play. You know, I, I know the block I need to make. You know, the the guy that I need to get. It just really comes down to if I need to to make the block to create like a crease so the running back can get by, or if I need to do everything in my power to get a pancake block and get this guy on his back, or that's like a linebacker, defensive lineman, and that'll dictate on. Uh, you know, d- depending on, you know, where the three technique is lining up on like, if we need to do like a combo block or, you know, just, it- it's a lot of different factors that go into play. Nice. Uh, so now all that being said, yeah. probably totally unrelated. Who's going to be Tampa Bay's leading rusher this week? Yeah, I agree with Jake. Uh, I would go with Ronald Jones. Uh, I see this backfield in week one, uh, you know, being, you know, like a 50, 50 split or at least close to it between uh, Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. Also agree with Jake for where, you know, since they did, you know, proactively acquire him, uh, if he's out there balling, so to speak, he is going to get more opportunities as the season goes on. One thing with Ronald Jones, though, you look back at last year, I'm like he generated 31.5% of his rushing yards on attempts that gained greater than 15 yards. So all he needs is a couple of touches and, you know, he can have some really explosive plays out there. I mean, we say all this good stuff about Ronald Jones and then they just keep, I think Jake, you said that like they just keep piling guys in, in front of him on the depth chart. Like Ronald yeah, Jones, man, if Ronald Jones is like on, uh, I don't know, Denver. Well, you know, take out take out Melvin Gordon, put Ronald Jones in there, right? Like, wouldn't we be talking about how great Ronald Jones is? No, see, and that's what happens. Yeah, they keep bringing in pieces, which tells me that they don't like Ronald Jones. But just week one, you know, Leonard Fournette just showed up last week, and I'm not saying a running back can't step in immediately, but if Ronald Jones is the one and two down guy and Leonard Fournette's third and, you know, maybe some more mixed in than normal typical back, it's still just the fact that leading rusher for week one points to Jones. I'm not saying it's a guarantee though. Yeah. I know. I'm just wondering. Uh, All right. Here's a tough one that not a lot of people are actually talking about. And I I think it's because the whole team is so weird and nobody knows to expect. Jagey Jagey, who will be New England's leading rusher this week? (laughs) Rex Burkhead. Yeah, yeah. All right. They, like, you know, I got him late in the draft last night. I did a DraftKings best ball, and I, I, Rex Burkhead was sitting there. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, this could be, like, the guy we're all missing, right? <laughs> For now. It's, it's, would it really shock anybody? Because Sonny Michelle still doesn't even sound like he's 100%. Damian Harris is now out. Uh, James White, we know what James White is. So, you know what? And I'll even say this. If you would give me the option to include him here, I would actually say Cam Newton. Uh, Okay. You know what? I asked who New England's leading rusher will be. I'll put Cam Newton in there for you if you want. There you go. Change it. You can hear the typing, Jakey Jakey. Cam, Cam Newton, Newton, not Cab Newton. You're not giving him a nickname. <laughs> right, well, I was gonna, when I looked up, I would have changed it. Eric Moody, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with Jake. You know, it's, it's going to be Rex Burkhead. I'm like, you know, he's, he's healthy. You know, we've had so much talk about this backfield, you know, this summer. And you've got Damian Harris hurt, you know, like IR, Sony Michelle. You know, he's always, you know, banged up with, you know, the way that he runs the ball. So the, the door is opening, you know, for, for Bur- Burkhead, you know, to get, you know, heavy dose of uh, early season touches. Uh, and, and who knows how they want to ease Michelle, you know, back in. So I'm, I'm going with Burkhead there. And he's essentially free in drafts if you still have any drafts that are coming up. And probably available on the waiver wire or just as a yeah, free agent say. pool if, you know, if you've already drafted your, your squad right now. Uh, so are you guys thinking Rex Burkhead has long-term – Moody, I'll start with you if that's okay with Jake, uh, just as a follow-up. Do you, do you think Rex Burkhead has, like, you know, in week six we'll be talking about how did we miss Rex Burkhead – this year's, you know, championship winner? Or, or is it going to be like, all right, here's another 55 total yard game from Rex Burkhead? It, it's one of those scenarios where, and this is where kind of everyone's bias kind of creeps in because, you know, if you played fantasy for a while, I'm like, if you're trying to accurately predict like the Patriots, like carry allotments, you know, at the running back yeah. position, I'm like, right. it's going to give you a migraine. It's very like frustrating. So who knows? I'm like, it could be, you know, really game plan specific where they're like, okay, we want Rex Burkhead to be the guy or James White to be the guy or Sony Michelle's healthy for him to be the guy. So it's impossible to predict that, you know, unless we have like any inside information, which, you know, none of us do. So it's just kind of one of those scenarios. You just kind of deal with it. It is what it is and just move on. Jakey, Jakey, CD Lamb receiving yards over under 62.5. I'll take the over because, right, well, here's why. Uh, credit to where credit's due. Uh, Ian Haritz, Hart, however you say his last name, uh, tweeted this out yesterday, and it's about Jalen Ramsey and shadow coverage, who didn't let a single 100-yard receiver. Actually, Julio Jones had one of the best games, shut down Allen Robinson. Amari Cooper, 
and a ton of other number one wide receivers. Amari Cooper actually went one for 19 against them. So when you have CeeDee Lamb and you have uh, Michael Gallup and you don't need to force the ball to Amari Cooper, I think he's just going to get taken away this week. This is interesting because I edited a story this morning by Mr. Eric Moody where he talks about this. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, you brought up the Jalen Ramsey thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just looking at the uh, looking at the cornerback matchups, I'm like, yeah, I'm like he's going to be all over uh, all over Cooper. You know, insert you know whatever metaphor analogy you want to there. So it does open up the door for uh, for Lamb, and I am uh, very high like on a lot of these rookie wide receivers. You know, C.D. Lamb. You know, Henry Roggs, and um, I would say one thing that's really intriguing uh, with this matchup and with McCarthy's history is, and, and obviously if you know, the listeners don't know. I'm, I'm taking the, uh, the over on this, <laughs> but <laughs> right, yeah, sorry, let me, let me, let me be official. Answer, right? Let me say that. But I think it's important when you look at like the, when McCarthy was with uh, the Packers on how much he leaned heavily on like 11 personnel. I'm like, you go back to 2018, you know, on 76% of their offensive snaps, that was his final season in green Bay. I'm like, he leaned heavily on that personnel. So, you know, lamb is, is going to eat, you know, from the slot. I'm like, he was very proficient, you know, as a route runner and just statistically from the slot uh, at Oklahoma. So I'm really excited to see what uh, what he's going to do in his first game with the Cowboys, but taking the over. We got three more of these left. By the way, I hope if, if you're playing along at home, feel free to, I don't know, shoot us a note on Twitter with your over. I, mean, I don't mind sticking him also into the vault uh, for next week if you want. If you want to jump in, why not? Or just play along at home. Uh, <laughs> and we'll keep score together. Jakey, Jakey, number 11, Melvin Gordon, PPR points over under 15.5. And hold, just so you know, I'm fixing Melvin. I, I saw a spelling error in the sheet. <laughs> Melvin's been fixed. <laughs> I wasn't even looking. Uh, sure. The Titans are a solid defense to begin with. Uh, so I, it's funny, Nando. Did you put this in here because of my whole Philip Lindsay love? Did you do uh, that? Well, maybe subconsciously, Jake. You know I do think about you. 23 all the time seven. yeah I, I know i see but the text i guess the one hour the one hour when i'm doing this i must have just subconsciously still had jake little jake remnants in my brain yeah cause, you know I, I everybody thinks i take a million victory laps and I, I really don't but i definitely did on this one when we got no, the you report do, from but season. then you like on you're like this isn't a victory lap but no and, and it's a victory <laughs> lap. No, no, no those are usually explanations for like coming I, that's usually when i'm arguing against somebody that's like usually when i say something like Dwayne Haskins like i was on him coming out of college but i still don't like him like that's just to let everybody know this is coming from a fan to give people perspective that even a fan doesn't like somebody so that's what that is don't try and twist it nando but anyway <laughs> uh, against uh, sorry, tennessee moody, moody and i talk about it a lot yeah, so Phil Lindsay, <laughs> I think is, what I've been saying was the victory lab is that Cecil Lammy said that he's going to be used a lot more than people think. Even if you give 60% of the workload to Melvin Gordon, a lot of it is probably going to be, well, not a lot of it, but more in the passing game. So maybe in a PPR he gets there, but I'll take the under just because I think Phil Lindsay's going to be more involved this entire season. Eric Moody. Yeah, I'm actually going to take the uh, take the over on this one. Uh, it's kind of for a couple of different reasons. You know, For one, I just look at you know, if you've got a coaching staff where they want to go out and like acquire someone, you know, they're, they're putting dollars and cents on the line. Cause at the end of the day, you know, it is, it is a business, a very volatile business, but it is a business. And so, you know, they aggressively, you know, sued it or courted and signed Melvin Gordon. So I believe they're going to give him all the, uh, all the work that he can handle uh, while having Lindsay come in and kind of be more of a change of pace option uh, for him. So I could easily see Gordon, you know, exceeding you know that ppr point total and i could see him getting anywhere from like 15 to 17 like touches like in this game nice i like how we got some disagreements here uh number 12 we got two more to go jakey jakey who wins dolphins patriots patriots authoritative Eric patriots uh, also authoritative okay well that was not as close as i thought it was gonna be <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought there might be some dolphins love out there man no, it goes down to the Patriots won 12 games last year, swapped Tom Brady for Cam Newton, and all of a sudden everybody's acting like they're not going to win at least 9, 10 again. Yeah, but you never know. Week one's a weird time. You know? Did you ever see that movie Snow Day, Jake? I'm sure you did. No. It was Nickelodeon. No? No. Let's go to, let's go to the last one I got, uh, and we might actually get to the fun stuff at the end too. Um, who's going to have more total yards, Jakey Jakey? Todd Gurley? Or Cam Akers, his supposed replacement. Girly. All Easy. Right. 
No. Ten times. I'll, I even say Gurley possibly doubles up Cam Akers. I legitimately do think Sean McVay is being honest, but being honest because he's deceptive that everybody's going to be involved. Daryl Henderson sounds like he might actually be back for week one. And if so, like I love Cam Akers, think he should be the girly replacement in all three downs. But Sean McVay, he's he's a great offensive mind. He's like let's is talk he, about was him. Were they the, great offensively last year? No, yeah, the they're great as could be when Jared Goff is your quarterback for uh, what he's got. Know, our friend Emery Goff. says, you know, you surround yourself. You, of course, if you put Jerry Rice on that team and you put Bo Jackson in the backfield, yeah, this is when he argues about Sam Darnold. But same idea. You're supposed yeah. to you're supposed to make everyone around you better. No, but in this case, that's why they made a mistake drafting Jared Goff, and Sean McVay has done the best to get the best out of him. He's been doing that's That's credit to him. And I was going to say McVay should be in the conversation with Bilicek is he does it week to week. He changes his game plan. He changes it at the end of the season where he stopped using Cooper Cup on the field as much, and Cooper Cup was still catching a touchdown every single game. But he's going to change. He's going to acclimate to the opponent. And in that case, Todd Gurley has the Falcons' backfield. Uh, Cam Akers is part of a share right now. Do you also believe in Zach Taylor then as part of the Sean McVay tree or no? I don't like to get caught up in that. Everybody's we've been doing that for how, what the past two years. Who's the next Sean McVay? Yeah, sure, it could be, but I, I'd rather see it first and trust that he's actually a, a, like talented as everybody wants to assume just because he was under Sean McVay. I mean, look how many coaches. The only tree that was like a ninety percent hit rate was like the Bill Parcells tree, yeah, right. and that everything since then. Like, look at how my look at how many coaches failed being part of the Billichek only tree. I'm part of the Matthew Berry tree. Hmm. Success. Technically. Yeah. A lot of good people are. Brad Evans. True. Andy Barons. I did a, one of my last drafts on ESPN last night that, by the way, they, they needed to mix that up. Have you done an ESPN draft and had anybody in your queue? No. <laughs> they no, have you know, a I sound only have CBS, I only have CBS and DraftKings and Best Ball 10s oh, wow. this year. They have a thing with Barry now this year. If you have somebody in your queue, he goes, ugh. Guess somebody else really liked him too. <laughs> Every single time. Oh, oh, oh man! <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're trying to make it fun, at least, right? Uh, Moody, more total yards. Acres or Gurley? Yeah, I'm going with uh, Gurley on this one. Uh, again, one of those scenarios. You've got a player that was out there, Atlanta. You know, their front office. You know, pursued Gurley. They signed him. Uh, I, I know everyone talks a lot about the uh, arthritic knee and everything that's going on there, but I'm like, he still performed very well like last year if you look at like yards after contact and some of those other uh you know type of metrics and so uh, i do see him you know getting as much work you know as he can handle i'm like he could flirt easily between like you know 15 to 18 touches and i think he can even exceed uh the 100 total yards uh in this game so wow. uh i like it all right uh how about this let me just spit this isn't part of the vault but for the season uh, are you guys more on Gurley or acres Gurley. that's a good Moody. yeah that's yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. I agree with Jake, uh, like with Gurley. All right. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, he's, yeah, it's just, just a really, really good situation in a you know, great offense that he's tethered to. So, yeah, I'll go with Gurley. Oh, so by the way, so Snow Day, right? Oh, so Chevy Chase is in it uh, and Chris Elliott oh, yeah. and then a bunch of kids. Okay. Um, and I think Emmanuel Shirky is in it, pre, pre-entourage, Emmanuel Shirky. Um, but the point is, it takes place in Syracuse, so obviously I watched it. Well, in fake Syracuse, but whatever. Chevy Chase is the only uh, meteorologist predicting a big snowstorm, and it happens. And uh, I think every fantasy analyst should watch that and kind of you know be like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not afraid to make a weird prediction if I believe in it. But also, there's a stupid line in there they keep repeating where it's like, hey, anything can happen on a snow day because it's like you know teenage love kind of stuff. Um, right. And that's like how I feel about week one. Like anything can happen in week one. But if no one gets a snow day reference, then it doesn't make sense. I mean, you know, on its own, I guess it kind of stands like anything can happen in week one. But uh, I feel like anything can happen in week one. Like th- these teams have had weeks and weeks and sometimes months to game plan for this first game. And you can't tell me Brian Flores isn't out there being like, I know this New England team as a defensive coordinator for so long. I, you know, I, I went up, well, post Patricia, whatever, but I was there. Like, I know what they do. This is how we're going to beat them and put the Dolphins on the map. Anyway, that was the point I was trying to make. Anything can happen in week one. Uh, There's a long way of saying that. Well, Jake, I mean, if you guys would have watched Snow Day, then it wouldn't have been. <laughs> For the, the <laughs> 10,000 people across the United States that saw it. Go watch Snow Day. I don't even know where it's streaming. I'll find yeah, out. That's what I was going to ask. I'm like, where are you going to watch this? <laughs> uh, you know what? Maybe we'll just end the show and uh, you know, with this attitude that you're having. Snow Day on Netflix. All right? <laughs> 
Apparently, snow day is snow day. I don't know. All right. So this can't be easy. Damn. SEO, man. Isn't it the worst thing that ever happened to us, Jakey Jakey? What? Going on a rant about snow day? No, SEO. Like, I can't get an answer <laughs> if snow day's on Netflix. Oh, apparently it's two words, but I can't get an answer if it's on Netflix. <laughs> because snow I'm getting day. all of these stupid websites that are preying on my... <laughs> typing it in like a 60-year-old would type it in. Is snow day on Netflix? All right, anyway. What's the next fun thing we're going to here? Look for that online. <laughs> oh, the next... Uh, is snow day on Amazon Prime? No. no. All right, here we go. <laughs> in, your, in your sheet. <laughs> All right, I'm going to rotate who goes first on these. Who stock, let's do these quick hit. I got eight of them. Whose stock will soar right. higher with a big week one game? And I'm talking like, in my mind, 326 passing yards and three touchdowns. Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold? Eric Moody. Yeah, I would go with uh, Sam Darnold on this, you know, just given the weapons that he has, uh, all those receivers. So I would say Darnold because he's like essentially free in drafts. Jake, was that an audible Matthew Berry draft room style that you threw? <laughs> yeah, it was. That was rude, but go ahead. <laughs> Because it's nothing to do with Moody. It has everything to do with Sam Darnold. It's like, get Emery on here. We can trash Sam Darnold for 30 minutes. Uh, it's Baker Mayfield because... Yeah, but if Darnold has that big game, won't people be like, whoa. Don't care. Whoa. Don't right. care. Right. Okay. <laughs> Six games in a row, I'd still be hesitant to buy in. So Baker Mayfield, you talk about weapons. Yeah, he still has that Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry guy, and they're talking about Kareem Hunt. They brought in Austin Hooper. He's got arguably the best set of weapons possibly in the league if you conclude every single position and you know last year kitchens is gone that's it, his time to if he comes out i guarantee people like let's just even say they both put up the same amount line you'd get more ads of Baker Mayfield than you would get more ads of sam darnold in fantasy all right thanks for that quick hit analysis jake i'm just kidding that was actually good analysis we don't have to do quick hit for all these we can leave some of them on the table uh you know i'm gonna skip number two well because we talked a lot about james robinson already Right, I didn't know what it was. I was just laughing. Right, number, <laughs> which running back will have more fantasy points in a standard league, Leonard Fournette or James Robinson? Jaga, jaga. Oh, I thought we were skipping this one. Well, then you laughed at me, and so uh, you made me feel like we should do it. <laughs> James Robinson, because the Zigbo is now not even in the equation. What do you think, Mr. Moody? Yeah, James Robinson. All right. Yeah. Uh, who catches more passes, Naheem Hines or Chris Thompson in week one, Eric Moody? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Naheem Hines on this one. Jakey, jakey. Chris Thompson. Uh, rank these tight ends in terms of uh, them being safe plays. Eric Ebron, Evan Ingram, Rob Gronkowski. So, Jake, I think this is kind of like if you want like 11 points, rank If you just need 11, you don't need like the 25, rank them. You just did. That's e how I feel safety. And, yes, I do feel Evan Ingram is the second most and not the most safe because Eric Ebron is playing with Ben Roethlisberger. So, Evan Ingram's got 18 weapons to deal with in that team. Eric Moody? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll be a contrarian and go, go the opposite. So I'll say as far as safety, you know, say Gronkowski, Ingram, and uh, Ebron. What is it, I, I want you guys to fight about Ebron, please. Uh, Moody, what is it about Ebron that has you kind of low on, relatively, I guess, low on him? Yeah, no, and, and that's the thing. Like, I, I do like uh, like Ebron. I know in like a, at least uh, the article earlier this week, you know, for The Athletic, you know, that spoke very highly of Ebron, you know, with his um, trying to develop a relationship, you know, all offseason with Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, but it really just comes down to, I guess, really with the with the weapons that uh, that the Steelers have. They got a lot of receivers, you know, a ton of a ton of mouths to feed. And so it's like as far as safety, you know, you've got Gronkowski and you've got Brady, you know, bosom buddies. So there is going to be some safety and rapport, you know, that's there. And as far as like with Ingram, uh, and, and and he's a tough one because you know with his injury history. But I actually have Ingram like ranked uh, like ten. I've got Gronkowski 8th, and I've got Ingram uh, at 10. Is that so for this week, or is that overall for the rest of the season? Uh, just looking, I just pulled up my, uh, my week one rankings. So nice. I just think that Ingram will end up getting more, kind of more volume than, than many people think. And, you know, the, the Giants' schedule is awful. I know Jake's kind of mentioned that, uh, yeah, I think last week, and then on his pod when I, I guessed, I was a guest on there. But uh, I, do, I do see him getting the, you know, the targets to justify that top 10 ranking. All right, uh, Jake. Do you have a rebuttal, or do you want to do one more? I know you got to go, Jakey Jakey. Would you like yeah, to rebut, or would you like a I no font? No, question? I kind of already. I threw in the. I already threw in kind of a bit before I even got to Moody. All right, so I'm well, good. Th thank you for not uh, audibly pifting at him this time again. That was nice of you. <laughs> Noah Font this week will have 80 yards and a touchdown in this figurative scenario. Would you tell people he's now flex worthy if they already have a George Kittle? 
Jakey, Jakey? Uh, no, a font. Why, do we make them French? What is it? How do you say it? No, a fant? <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> yes. All right, fine. No, a fant. How do you <laughs> say the, how do you say the delicious uh, fruity drink, carbonated? Fanta. All right. Does, does, is there an A at the end of his name? No, I'm just wondering. I don't know how to say that either. I don't know how to say things, Jake. I spent a lot of time <laughs> like fab, alone. <laughs> like Fab and Fob? It's That's no what you're going with. You're, yeah, going, well that, you're well, going you get, for Fob. No. But answer the question. Would it, <laughs> would it take a big performance, basically, from the Denver tight end uh, for you to be like, yeah, dude, put him in your flex over Sammy Watkins because he's going to keep this up? No, because the difference is the quarterback – with a myriad of options. Patrick Mahomes isn't back there. I, I, was, I just pulled the name out of my butt. No, that's fair. I'm just telling you. You asked me to explain. I'm right. telling you why. Okay. It comes down to Drew Locke, and he's got two. He's got Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. Uh, when Hamler comes back, uh, for now he's got Tim Patrick or Deshaun Hamilton as the third. He's got that backfield, which has both decent pass catching and above average pass catching in the backfield. It's just it's too much going on here for me to say, yeah, he's flex-worthy. Eric Moody, what do you think? No, I, I agree. With, I agree with Jake. You know, you look at Noah Fant. There's uh, a. <laughs> All right, you know what? Show's <laughs> over. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> way, way too many options. You know, you've got Cortland Sutton. He's going to command a high target share. I know Jake mentioned KJ Hamler, another guy that I, uh, you know, that I like quite a bit. And then you've got uh, Jerry Judy. So you know, we just look at uh, you know Pat Shermer. You know, kind of how he runs on the, the offense. Uh, and I just see all of those players, you know, getting more targets and, uh, you know, more production than, than fans. So that's really what it comes you, down you to. You shouldn't have skipped number five, Nando. Well, we can do, uh, Jake, you're the one who's like, 11 o'clock, out. And it's 11 o'clock on my computer right now. But if you want to do number five. I mean, that's your boy. Hey, but this, is, this isn't about me. This is about you and Eric Moody. But it's your boy. All right, last one. Then we got to go. Thank you to Manscaped yeah. and Get Roman. This, this last question is brought to you by Manscaped and Get Roman. Well, it's just Roman. <laughs> GetRoman.com. What is the minimum line Tyler Eifert has to put up for you to tell people to pick him up, Jake? Oh, wait, actually, Eric Moody, it's your turn. Go first. <laughs> well, I would say, you know, if he ends up having 40 or 50 yards and a, like, in a touchdown, I, I think that may be enough to, you know, convince people. But just like you, Nando, I've been, you know, very, uh, you know, kind of pounding the drum, you know, for Tyler Eifert uh, really all summer. So, you know, he's a guy that I don't really need convincing on. But if he does have that touchdown, 40 or 50 yards, I do think the general fantasy football public will buy into it. Yeah, I'd say 50 and a touchdown. You, you, I wanted you to bring him up, Nando, because you were the one that was saying he's back with Gruden and you know the opportunity is here. So I just worry this is another team with a lot of weapons, but at least they'll be passing a lot. So if he puts up like 50 and a touchdown, the biggest thing is he played 16 games last year and looked poor, sluggish. Oh, so yes. if he looks fresh, and I think we'll, we'll be excited for him this year. I'm excited for him. Moody's excited for him. We're all excited for him. Beller's excited for him. Uh, all right, we got to go. Well, Jake has to go. Moody and I can do this for like another hour, but obviously, you know, the beast. Keep him contained. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you all for joining us. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this show. Uh, you know, we're, we're, it's football season, baby. Get excited. Theathletic.com slash fantasy football pod. Again, if you want The Athletic for a dollar a month, uh, I'm not actually sure what the term is, but who cares? Like, if it's one month for a buck, that's pretty awesome. So, you know, if it's six months, even better. So, uh, anyway, thank you all for joining us. Good luck with your teams. Good luck with your lineup setting. Good luck watching the games. May you uh, settle comfortably into your couches. For the great Eric Moody and the great Jake Seeley and the great Michael Beller, I'm Nana Defino. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you later.